Welcome to Before the Business, a podcast dedicated to telling the origin stories of entrepreneurs. My name is Craig Swiston. Today, we're pleased to welcome Jesse Bateson, founder of Peterborough, Ontario's Solid Leather. Jesse has been working with leather for over 15 years. What started as a hobby quickly led to him opening a small leather shop in his hometown of Peterborough, Ontario. Jesse believes a belt is the most practical and essential piece of fashion in a wardrobe. For him, it's something that perfectly represents his principles, endurance, integrity, effortless style and craftsmanship. He takes those ideas so seriously that he provides a lifetime guarantee on every leather belt he makes. Please join me in welcoming Jesse Bateson. Hi, Jesse. Can you tell me how Solid Leather got started? Yeah, so Solid Leather is about five years old now. Um, it's kind of worked out of a few different factors. I've been working with leather for 17 years. Um, I got started working with leather while traveling in my early 20s. I was down in the States a lot and kind of needed a way to make money while traveling on the road. I was train hopping and hitchhiking um, and had met another guy who was taking old jackets and making them into like watch bands. And then ironically, like a week later, I was in a thrift store picked up a bunch of old belts and chopped them up and made them into bracelets. This was like the late nineties. So the Randy river style cuffs were really big back then. And I would just kind of sit in a town and had a little briefcase that I would pop down and I would just work. So you're running this as a a bit of a hobby business in the U S what happened when you got back to Peterborough? I moved to Peterborough 15 years ago, found a small little storefront that I had always kind of said, if that place came available, I could open up an actual business. It was a little store I called Leather Cache, and that was all custom work. So I used to specialize in this artistry, custom carvings and leather, and it was more, what do you want? I'll make that. Um, And then when I had kids, I kind of stopped that and was like, oh, I need to be a real a real business, like make real money and, you know, get a real job because I have kids now and I'm an adult. Uh, And that lasted about two years. I couldn't stand it. So you got started working with leather almost accidentally. What keeps you going today? What keeps you inspired by it? Yeah, I love the tactile aspect of it. Um, I've always kind of been in artistry in different forms, but I love that kind of like, for me, leather is that combo of fashion and function. Um, So even in a belt, you know, it's pretty simple of it's holding up your pants. That's what it's doing. Um, But when you start adding artistry or style to it, you get to be able to express yourself. Plus, on top of that, I don't know, there's that kind of aspect of like, we wouldn't be the humans that we are without it. You know, it was some of the first clothing and all of that. So it's kind of that shared evolution through it that we like, I mean, we need clothing. We're, we're pretty, we're pretty, um, we're pretty weak without our clothing. We have no teeth, we have no claws. Um, So that, you know, it's kind of a great pinnacle of like human brains and fashion. Yeah, I guess you need clothes up in Peterborough. Um, You mentioned different types of clothing, but have you always been making belts? Are you solely making belts today? My business is almost, it's probably 90% just belts. Uh, Solid Leather specializes in a belt that's going to last. You know, back in the day, a lot of, uh, you know, articles, things that we made by our hands were really valued and they take time and they were built to last. Nowadays, a lot of it's kind of throwaway culture. I do a few bags, satchels, um, the odd stuff. Before COVID happened, I had got to a point where I was like, okay, I'm done with custom work. 
Um, but then COVID happened. So I've been doing it a little bit more here and there. It's always more just friends, family, you know, if somebody asks and I can, I hate saying no yeah. kind of thing. I always like helping out people and there's not a lot of leather workers. So where do you get your leather from? All my leather is North American steer hide. Uh, it's all from the States. Sadly, leather is a lot like oil here in Canada where we produce lots of it. We have lots of cattle, but we don't have very many tanneries. So we ship it all to the States and then we have to buy it back. So there's a lot of tariffs there. Um, one of the companies is in Louisiana. One of them is in Kentucky. So as a designer, uh, have you seen fashion trends change over time? The biggest trend I find right now, um, which is a huge benefit to me, is we're finally moving out of that culture uh, of 10 years ago, maybe, maybe 15 years ago now, where we were back then, it was all just cheap, cheap, cheap. You know, you would buy five belts a year that looked decent enough and then just keep on throwing them out and buying new. So we're kind of coming out of that throwaway culture and into things that we're willing to spend more on a product that's really going to last us. For me, that's a belt that's going to last you 30, 40, 50 years. But even when you look at leather jackets now, um, they're a lot better quality. You know, in the 80s, 90s, it was very like in-your-face fashion, colors, all of those. Now we have a lot more simple, elegant style um, especially in business. So you don't see the leather tie coming back? Ah, uh, I wish. No, no, luckily not. There's a few things that like, you know, definitely I get a lot of people who ask for certain things in leather and I'm like, you don't really want that. So where do you find your customers or maybe let me flip it. How do customers find you? Most of my customers, I'm a big word of mouth advertising. That's my favorite. Um, it's a slower go, but it's a stronger one once you have it um i do a lot of trade shows uh one of a kinds my biggest one that i do out of toronto but i do a lot of festivals um, more like arts and crafts festivals so again that's still for me that's kind of that word of mouth where i get to actually talk to the people peterborough very word of mouth because i'm just the guy in town i'm known as the leather guy um, and then a lot of it's online so instagram a little bit Mostly SEO, search engine optimization is my main advertisement. Um, and then it's just videos. I do a lot of videos because to me, that's like, how do I create that in-person feel through online? Um, you know, online, there's lots of belt makers. Why would somebody purchase from me compared to somebody else? Um, and for me, it's that story, getting to really talk to a customer, showing them how I make that, where it's made, why it's better than most. So what would you say the difference is between the way you make belts and the way others make belts? Um, depending, there's kind of two. So there's your normal, my big sales pitch is that a lot of belts these days are a lot of glue, cardboard, and whatnot inside of them. Um, so I'm all one single solid piece of leather. Um, the other differentiate is I back them all up with a lifetime guarantee. So I'm kind of putting my name behind that. So I call it my lifetime guarantee. As long as I'm around, I'll fix it, replace it, whatever you need. I'm hoping my kids follow suit. They're a little young. We'll see how that goes. Um, and then, yeah, it's, you know, so there's that side of belt making where you have more of the glue and cardboard stuck together. So that's people using more like they're softer leathers. They're, they can be nicer leathers. You also get the more like unique leathers, like alligator, that kind of stuff the leather's so thin that you have to add that cardboard or glue inside of it. So this is something I didn't know. Uh, traditional belt making would, would take two pieces of leather and sandwich 
something stronger, something a little more durable in between it? Exactly. Yeah. We, we, in the industry, we call that genuine leather. Um, so when you're looking at the back of a belt or even a coat, uh, if it says genuine leather, that basically means that you can use as little as 10% real leather and call it genuine leather. Uh, versus myself, I'm using what we call full grain leather. So one single solid piece of leather. Um, and that's just the strength to it. You know, it's, it's going to last longer. We actually did a video shoot a year ago where we pulled a Mack truck with one of my belts just to show how strong they really are. So I like to say, if I can pull, if I can pull a truck, I can hold your gut. And then you have other guys, you know, there's what differentiates beyond, beyond that. I think that's up to the customer really. Um, I put myself out there as much as I can, but between me and another leather worker who makes a full grain belt, probably some of that's my fashion sense. I'm a big fashion guy myself. Um, so I like to keep with the trends and that, and I've really sat down and looked at developing a belt that's going to last a lifetime, not just through function, but also through fashion. So how much of what you do is informed by your fashion sense and how much of it is still back to the old days where you're taking custom requests for, for belts or other leather products? Most of it now is my own sense of fashion, whether it's me designing my booth setup and, you know, um, even my videos, uh, but right down to the belts, I guess it's a little cocky, but I have a really good eye and I like what I see. Um, and I've been really lucky that the customers have agreed with that. I do do some custom work. So I have a guy right now who's just coming in and he wants like rhinestones down the whole belt. Um, and, you know, it's like, oh, I can do that. I'm going to have to charge you more because it's a custom piece. Um, and always trying to find that kind of sweet spot between, you know, what you're paying for and what you're getting. It seems to me you navigate a world between artist and artisan. I think it's the hardest world you can um, navigate through. I always look at it more as artisan and business. I have a lot of artists, friends and colleagues, and also a lot of entrepreneurs that I talk to and are friends with. Um, and that's a big question is, you know, at some point being an artist, you have to give up a lot to become a business. Those two worlds don't really always mesh well. If you're a business, you're catering to customers. Um, if you're an artist, you're creating what you want and hoping people will buy it. So what advice would you give someone who's looking to purchase a belt, especially a belt online? If I was shopping online for a belt, the first thing I would look for is the word full grain leather. Um, so that means it's one single solid piece of leather. I know that's going to last a lot longer than anything else. I'm also going to look at how the buckle is attached. Um, is it rivets? Is it snaps? Is it stitched? Um, snaps are great because you can interchange the buckle, but any sort of metal on it is now just a pain point that could eventually break. Uh, rivets are great until they snap. And then, you know, unless you know a leather worker, you're not going to be able to put it back together. Um, personally, with solid leather, I hand stitch all the buckles on. I just find that's the most superior way. It's going to last, you know, that much longer and even, and even hand stitching it versus machine stitching it. Um, again, it's a stronger stitch. So it's coming from old saddle makers where it's two needles crisscrossing back and forth. So even if one stitch breaks, the next one holds it in place compared to a machine stitch where you have the loop stitch. And then if one stitch breaks, we've all had that shirt where we pull out a thread and it just pulls the whole thread out. Those are the main things I'm going to be looking at. Uh, and then I'm going to be looking at guarantees or how the artist or business is backing up their word. So how do people find and follow you online? 
easiest way to find me online is just solidleather.com. Um, through there, you're going to be able to find all of the info, videos of me making my belts, talking about why I make them. Um, Instagram is also solid leather, as is Facebook. Instagram, you'll get to see a lot of customers who have purchased belts, as long as, along with kind of behind the scenes footage of me making belts, me at art shows, depending on if you're more of a post person or story person. Are you managing an inventory? I guess the question is, what kind of a lead time is there between ordering a belt and shipping a belt? Half and half. So a lot of what I do at solidleather.com is being able to create belts that are custom sized. So I have all my inventory set up with a buckle and a belt and it's all ready to go, but then I have to size it per order. Uh, one of the nice things for me compared to other belt makers is I am custom sizing. So say, you know, I know for myself, I'm buying, you know, a 32 pant, but really a 31 is going to fit me just that much better. A 30 is too tight. 32 is a little loose. So I can input that into my website saying I'm a 31 pant size. I can do 31.5 pant size. Um, so it's a little more customizable that way. There still is about a two week lead time. That's with shipping involved. I have free shipping within Canada. And then it depends on time of year. Thanks, Jesse. It's been great speaking with you and learning a little bit more about you, Solid Leather, and your plans for the future. I really appreciate this. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thanks again to Jesse Bateson for participating in this podcast. Before the Business celebrates the origin stories of entrepreneurs.